Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good morning. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to be baptized in the Jordan River to set an example for us. Help us to set examples for those who we care about. Help us to trust that you can be a savior and that we don't have to be saviors. In your name we pray, amen. This is that time of year after the holidays, at least here in Upland, the school district, the kids haven't yet gone back to school yet. Some of them went back last week. <clears throat> Either way, it's the, the lyrics from that song really ring true. Mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. But you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that family can be together this time of year, even though it's a little stressful, especially for people who take a caring role in their families. You know who you are. In fact, I would guess that almost all of you are the kind of people who are like pillars in your family. You hold everyone together. Perhaps everyone comes to you with their complaints and their problems. Maybe people even expect you to fix their problems occasionally that they have with other members of the family or in life, and that can be stressful. <coughs> I'm COVID negative. I took a test yesterday. Well, thank God we have a Savior. Thank God we can trust in Jesus not only to save us from our sins, but he can also save everybody, our family members too. If we want loved ones in our life to trust and follow Jesus, then the first step we can do is show our trust in Jesus and that we follow him too. We call this leading by example. Jesus did this all the time. Often, he actually didn't rush in and save people. Rather, he would challenge them to take responsibility for themselves. Faith is taking responsibility. And faith is giving people space to struggle, to fail, and to figure it out in their time and in God's time. So today we remember the baptism of Jesus. This is a perfect example Jesus doesn't just tell us we should be baptized. He does tell us at the end of Matthew. 
And he doesn't go around insisting that people are baptized. Rather, he is baptized, leading by example, and he respects his second cousin John's ministry of baptism. He affirms what he's doing. What you're doing is good, John. Do it to me. So what is so special about baptism anyway? And how could it help with our earthly struggles, like getting along with family? Well, to answer that question, I'd actually like to borrow a page this morning from science to talk about what makes water so essential for life. Water. There are four things that biologists say make water so important for life. The first thing water does is it absorbs heat so that when the air temperature goes up 10 degrees, the water temperature only goes up a fraction of a degree. That helps to moderate the temperature of the earth so life can exist in a zone where it won't die. Second thing, water is a solvent. It dissolves chemicals. This allows our bodies to absorb nutrients that we need to live, and it allows us to wash our hands to get rid of pathogens. The third thing that makes water so essential for life is that when it gets really cold and freezes, it gets lighter and it floats. Obviously, we know that ice floats. But what we don't always think about is most materials are just the opposite. Wood, in its solid form, <clears throat> is, you know, sort of heavy. But when it heats up into smoke, it goes up. And that's kind of a strange example. But pretty much all materials are the same way, that their solid form is heavier and their sink and their liquid form is lighter. Water's the opposite. And because it floats, it's an insulation at the extremes of our planet, and it has preserved life through the ice ages. The fourth reason why water is so important for life is that it's cohesive and adhesive. Water sticks to itself, and it sticks to everything else. Again, we take this for granted, but when you put your hand in water, and you take it out, it's dripping. The water sticks to you. And water sticks to itself. This allows it to move through our bodies, in our veins, in our capillaries, and especially in plants. Plants have the capillary action that allow photosynthesis to take place. So you see, water is essential for life. We don't know of any life that exists in the universe without water. We're not aware of any. So when we think about baptism, water indeed is sacred. And if you think about those four characteristics of water, <coughs> they make a good explanation of baptism. Let me tell you what I mean. Okay, we say that water absorbs heat. In baptism, what makes holy water is God's word. We take regular tap water, sometimes distilled water, because of our beautiful copper. But either way, it's regular water. It's the word of God absorbed in this water that makes it holy, that makes it special. And when you come up and you remember your baptism, it's the word of God absorbed in this water that makes it holy. Okay, the second thing we say that makes water important is that it's a solvent. 
And in baptism, water washes away our sins, just like water we use to wash our hands. It gives us eternal life. The third thing we say about water is that when it's very cold, it floats as a form of ice. How does baptism work? It works by faith. When life gets difficult, when we deal with the extremes of life, like extreme cold, that is when faith kicks in. Two members of our church right now, Bob and Carla, you know, have been going through a lot with Bob's cancer, undergoing an extreme form of cancer treatment that has been very difficult. Many people have been caring for them. When life is at its most difficult, faith kicks in. Just like when water gets to an extreme temperature, it floats and it preserves life. That's what faith does. It preserves life in difficult situations. And the fourth thing about water, we say that it's adhesive and cohesive. It sticks to our hands and it sticks to each other. That's the fellowship of believers. Baptism binds us together so that we share in fellowship one with another, caring for each other and caring for ourselves. So if you believe in baptism, and if you believe that Jesus is your Savior, then you also have to believe and act in a way that every single human being in the earth deserves access to clean water. This is something that we as Christians should make our business about. Everybody on the surface of the earth should have access to clean water. And when we think about our families and how we can lead by example, baptism is a great way for us to care for our families. So this past week, we were able to take a few days off, and we, as a family, went up to Lake Arrowhead and stayed at a cabin, which was very nice. Well, at the end of our time in the cabin, we had to clean it up because we were borrowing it from a friend. There was no cleaning service coming. And so we told our kids, it's cleanup time. You think the kids wanted to clean up? Ha, 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 right? Maybe, maybe not. Not only did they not want to clean up, but they came and they asked for hot chocolate. We're not cleaning up until we get hot chocolate. And I said, no, you don't get hot chocolate until the cabin is clean. And what did they say? But dad, we're thirsty and we're hungry. Don't you love your children? And you know what I said? I said, (laughs) exactly. I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. Just for a moment, I thought, not my problem. But no, I didn't say that. I said, in my head, I said, you know what? It is my problem. It's my responsibility. These kids can't be hungry and thirsty. So I said, okay, fine. You can have water. You can have water, and you can have food. And the food that we had left over from our little cabin camping trip was bread and apples. So we made toast, heated it up, put some butter on it, and we cut up the apples. And we had water, apples, and bread for breakfast. And they ate it, and they enjoyed it. The only feedback was, Dad, these apples taste like onions. So next time, we'll keep the you know, the sweet and the savory separate in the food box. 
And sure enough, we all cleaned the cabin. Everybody helped. Everybody had what they needed for life. And when it was all done, then did we have hot chocolate? No, we didn't. Why, why not? Because we did such a good job that we went and we got milkshakes and malts. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. It's a good example of how we live together in the world. Whether we are good or bad, whether we do everything we're supposed to or not, God gives us water. God gives us baptism. God forgives our sins, even when we're not great. Even when we sin, God feeds us bread and wine and forgives us sins and gives us the sustenance that we need. And as leaders of your family, you are compelled by Christ to share these things with the people whom you love, the necessities of life, God's sacraments. Beyond that, we take a deep breath and we trust that the Spirit will guide us and help people figure out their problems. The Spirit will help each of us figure out our problems. Amen. Please stand as you're able as we sing our hymn of the day.